Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. You're listening to the Qalam Podcast. Alhamdulillah, since last Ramadan, over 4 million people have benefited from, listened to, and downloaded the Qalam Podcast. Tens of thousands of people have benefited from and learned from the various classes, intensives, and seminars that Qalam provides. And inshallah, this Ramadan will be providing even more beneficial content, lectures, and programming for people all around the world, free of any cost or charge to them. In order for us to keep doing this work, we need your support, we need your help, we need you to be our partners in this Sadaqah Jariyah. Please go to supportqalam.com. That's support, Q-A-L-A-M, supportqalam.com, and provide your most generous support. Millions of people all around the world are insha'Allah, bi'idnillah, going to benefit from all of this work, and this will be your sadaqah jariyah for the eternal life of the hereafter. We really appreciate having you as part of the Qalam team and supporting us in this work, this mission, this cause. Jazakumullahu khairan. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah wa kafa. Wassalamun ala ibadihin ladhin astafa, khususan ala sayyidi rusuli wa khatimi l-anbiya. وعلى آله الأسكياء وأصحابه الأتقياء أما بعد. One of the shortcomings of the insan, the human being, is that we easily become obsessed with what we are doing and then look at everyone else as if they are wrong and there's no chance they are getting it right. Those that find meaning in one aspect of the deen unfortunately end up negating everyone else, causing a tremendous amount of harm. Yesterday, there was a sister who came to our masjid that was interested in Islam. And I was speaking to her and I asked her, tell me about your relationship with religion. She said, I grew up as a Catholic and I saw a lot of people just canceling other people. There was a lot of hypocrisy in the church. And that drew me further and further away and I find myself at a place in my life where I'm not interested in religion anymore. What became clear to her as she moved along in life was that not accepting a God was actually not an option. So then she identified herself as someone who believes in God but is still on the path of looking for religion. May Allah guide her and all those that are on that path of looking for Deen. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala open their hearts to Islam. Amen. Those who Allah wills good for, He opens their heart to Islam. This is unfortunately our shortcoming too. Because we're very quick to judgment, without thinking. And you'll normally see people who actually don't have training in the deen. Or those people whose study of the deen is so narrow that they've only found the haqq, the truth to be limited to what they do. Those that are involved with da'wah, they look at everyone else and they say, these guys are wasting their time, you should be doing da'wah. Those that are in studying and teaching, they view education to be the only thing and everyone else that's involved with anything else, they've lost their minds. 
Those that are involved with activism and they're all about raising funds and providing food for the needy and providing shelter for the homeless, they look at the people who are worshiping in the masjid, those that are involved in jihad, those that are doing da'wah, and they look at all of them as people that are wasting their time. A person wrote a letter to Imam Malik rahimahullah ta'ala. Inna Abdullah al-Umari al-Abid kataba ila Malik. Abdullah al-Umari al-Abid, he wrote a letter to Imam Malik rahimahullah. Yahudhuhu ala al-infiradi wal-amal. He said to Imam Malik that you spend so much of your life teaching hadith and teaching fiqh. Imam Malik was a scholar that actually delivered hadith, the dars of hadith, the lesson of hadith in Majd al-Nabawi. There were times where while narrating the hadith, at the point in the narration, when the teacher says, قَالَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ After reading the chain, when it's time now to say the actual statement of the Prophet of Allah, instead of saying the statement, قَالَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ Imam Malik would say, قَالَ صَاحِبُ هَذَا الْقَبْرِ He would point at the grave of the Prophet of Allah and say, the one lying here said. And then he would say the statement of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. What an honor for him that he was sitting so close to the Prophet of Allah, teaching the words of the Prophet of Allah, that he does not have to refer to the Prophet ﷺ in third person, rather he can do direct ishara to the qabr of the Prophet of Allah, a direct gesture. قَالَ صَاحِبُ هَذَا الْقَبْرِ The one lying in this grave ﷺ said. So this person wrote a letter to Imam Malik saying that you need to spend more of your time worshipping. You spend too much time teaching. You spend too much time in all this education business, why don't you find yourself alone? Do a little extra dhikr and ibadah. فَكَتَبَ إِلَيْهِ Malik, Imam Malik ta'ala responded to him by writing a letter. قال, he said, إِنَّ اللَّهَ قَصَمَ الْأَعْمَالَ كَمَا قَصَمَ الْأَرْزَاقِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has distributed the inspiration of doing deeds in the hearts of people just as He has distributed your sustenance. Everyone has different food that Allah has listed for you. Today at iftar, someone had rice, someone else had bread. Someone had a salad, someone had some grilled meat. إِنَّ اللَّهَ قَسَمَ الْأَعْمَالِ كَمَا قَسَمَ الْأَرْزَاقِ That just as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has written for every person, their own risk, your food is for you. Likewise, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has inspired the heart of every person for something different, something unique, something that's for you. There may be a person who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given an opening to when it comes to salah, and they do not have that very same opening when it comes to psalm. There is a, a level of engagement, there is an intimacy, there is a, a joy and happiness they find in reading the Qur'an. There is someone from you, there are people from among us that find a pleasure and sweetness in sajda that you may not find in other ibadat. This does not mean the other ibadah is deficient. It doesn't mean that you should neglect the other ibadah that I'm not going to fast anymore. What it means is Allah has given you something. Lean into it. Someone has a special connection with the Qur'an. A person has a special relationship with da'wah. Someone likes collecting money and distributing it. Someone likes managing the affairs of the masjid. Allah has put it in you. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave me the responsibility to manage the affairs of the masjid, logistically speaking, I wouldn't perform well. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given everyone something unique. 
And this was the beauty of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam did not force one thing onto everyone. My teacher, he used to say, one of the most amazing things about Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam was Mardam Shanasi. It's a Persian statement. What that means is Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam would see people and he would see where they were best, what talents they had, and he would then use them there. Ilmur Rijal. He would see people, look at their talent. Hassan bin Thabit radiallahu an is a poet. Ka'ab bin Malik radiallahu an is a poet. Abdullah bin Rawaha radiallahu an is a man of the word. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used them there. Not to say they did not participate in other areas, but Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam allowed them to thrive there. And there is Khalid bin, Khalid bin Walid radiallahu an. He is an expert in one place. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is using him there. Mu'adh ibn Jabal radiallahu an, ibn Abbas radiallahu an, ibn Umar radiallahu an, Imam uh, uh, um, Anas radiallahu an, all these people. They were masters in knowledge. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used them there. And when you take people and you allow them to grow where they are naturally meant to be, they will conquer the world. This is an advice to the parents here. Don't force your children into an occupation or lifestyle that you deem to be right if they don't want it. If they're not made for it, don't force them to be physicians. Don't force them to be architectures. Don't force them into a political career. Your responsibility as a murabbi, mentor, and parent is to watch carefully and see where their likings are. You have 15, 20 years of your life to look at your children and study them. And at the end of 20 years, if all you see is what you want in them without any, having any idea of what they want in them, then you have truly failed them as a mentor. Seeing where people are and helping them blossom in those areas. In Allah qasam al-a'mal kama qasam al-arzaq. فَرُبَّ رَجُلٍ فُتِحَ لَهُ فِي الصَّلَاةِ وَلَمْ يُفْتَحْ لَهُ فِي الصَّوْمِ There is a person who Allah has given an opening to in prayer and he does not have a similar, similar opening when it comes to his fasting. وَآخَرْ فُتِحَ لَهُ فِي الصَّدَقَةِ وَلَمْ يُفْتَحْ لَهُ فِي الصَّوْمِ there's another person who is very good at charity and he enjoys it and loves it. And that's his love language to Allah. That's his obedience language to Allah. Fi Then let him grow there. jihad. And there is another person who is uh, enjoying and he really appreciates the acts of jihad in the battlefield. That's where this guy performs best. min bir. Now Imam Malik makes a second statement. As for engagement with knowledge, this is the most pristine of them all. All those things are good. What we have dedicated our life to, teaching people, educating them, getting into their mind and providing them with, with perspective, opening these minds up. The mind is the greatest, the greatest lock of the human being. It takes finesse, it takes hard work to get that password right to get the code right. But once you get the code right and you're able to appeal to the intellect of the insan, now they are in your hand. فَنَشْرُ الْعِلْمِ مِنْ أَفْضَلِ الْأَعْمَالِ الْبِرِ So the spreading of knowledge is the greatest of good deeds. وَقَدْ رَضِيتُ بِمَا فُتِحَ لِي فِيهِ Imam Malik says, and I am very happy with what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has opened for me when it comes to seeking knowledge. And he says, وَمَا أَظُنُّ مَا أَنَا فِيهِ بِدُونِ مَا أَنْتَ فِيهِ I 
wouldn't be able to do unless you were doing, I'm not, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing unless you did what you are doing. This is also wisdom of Imam Malik. I'm not telling you to come and join me. What you're doing, you need to continue doing that. I need people out here that are raising funds and feeding a thousand people every day in Gaza. We need that to happen. If we did not do that, we would be you know, not fulfilling the haq of our brothers and sisters. We need people that are raising funds for our brothers and sisters in Yemen. We need people that are raising funds for our refugees in our community. We need people managing the affairs of the masjid. We need the fundraisers. I would not be able to do what I'm doing unless you did what you're doing. We are balancing each other out. And I hope that all of us are doing good. I hope that what you're doing is accepted by Allah, and I hope that what I'm doing is also accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the wisdom of Imam Malik. My shaykh and teacher, Shaykh Yusuf rahimahullah ta'ala, he once shared with us, he came to England many years ago, his shaykh sent him to go and open a madrasa there. It was the first madrasa of his higher Islamic studies of its type in England. And it was very prominent, and this is one of the reasons why I traveled from America all the way to England to study, because I had heard so much about this institution. So Shaykh Yusuf rahimahullah once shared with us that he wrote a letter to his teacher, and I read the letter as well. He wrote a letter to his Shaykh in India saying to him, Shaykh, now that I'm in England, everything is still new, the Muslim institutions are being built, there's so much work happening, and there are so few scholars that everyone is pulling us in a hundred different directions. Shaykh, we need you involved with da'wah. Shaykh, we need you involved with publication. Shaykh, we need you involved with politics. We need you here. We need you in the parliament. And they're pulling us in so many directions. What should I do? So he responded back to him. Focus on one thing and give your du'as to everyone else. Don't be a jack of all trades. Find meaning in your life. Your task, you've been sent to that country, that continent to open a madrasa. Focus on that. Everyone else, give them your support. Make dua for them. But your focus needs to be on this. Don't be all over the place. This is how he built a legacy. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq to have this breath and make us from those who understand this wisdom of Imam Malik. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala Sayyidina Muhammad. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.